Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into Liars, Leakers, and Liberals by Judge Janine Pirro. This incendiary book offers a bold critique of the widespread opposition to Donald Trump's presidency. Pirro explores the landscape of political resistance from media figures and Hollywood elite to reluctant Republicans and clandestine members of the intelligence community. She presents her argument that these groups have orchestrated an unwarranted attack on a president she believes to be straightforward, pragmatic, and in tune with American values. Author Judge Janine Pirro, known for her no-holds-barred approach as the host of Justice with Judge Janine on Fox News, brings her legal expertise and media savvy to the book. Elected as the first female district attorney of Westchester County, New York, in 1993, Pirro draws from her legal background to dissect what she perceives as the unjust treatment of President Trump. Liars, leakers, and liberals is tailored for readers who are disenchanted with mainstream media narratives, those seeking alternative viewpoints on Trump's presidency, and anyone interested in political discourse that challenges the status quo regarding the 45th President of the United States. Join us as we unpack the controversial assertions that have fueled heated discussions across the nation. Liars, Leakers, and Liberals, The Case Against the Anti-Trump Conspiracy Introduction, Understanding the Untold Narrative of Trump's America In a world saturated with media bias and accusations of falsehoods, the story being woven about former President Donald Trump might seem unequivocally negative. But, as the author suggests, this tapestry of critique is woven with threads of misinformation. The real story, from the author's perspective, is one of relentless struggle, Trump's fight to fulfill his promise of restoring the nation's lost grandeur. Inside the corridors of power, a silent war rages on Trump's tenure, as presented by the author, isn't just a political journey, it's a battleground where he faces a secret alliance of adversaries. This coalition isn't merely political opponents, but an amalgam of institutional pillars. From liberals to elements within law enforcement and intelligence agencies, all seemingly orchestrating a collective endeavor to unseat him. According to the author, their end goal is crystal clear to topple Trump's presidency and deny his supporters the change they voted for. Media's relentless crusade against a president. Step into the realm of the lying liberal media through the author's lens and you'll encounter a relentless campaign of disparagement against Trump. Claiming a stark contrast between media reports and actual events, the author portrays a press that is zealous in its criticism and unable to recognize any landmark achieved under Trump's administration. Hollywood's hypocrisy and selective silence. Venture into the glittering world of Hollywood, and you'll find an inconsistency that the author finds particularly galling. Celebrities who kept mum during what the author deems as questionable policies of the Obama administration seem to have found their voice against Trump, openly criticizing him despite his efforts to uphold what he deems just and right for the country. Border politics and the clash over criminal, illegal immigrants, delve into the author's view on national security, and you stand before Trump's unwavering stance against liberal forces. 
the author contends that Trump is upholding law and order by taking a firm stand against illegal immigrants who commit crimes, in stark contrast to the liberals' approach, which the author views as protective of these individuals at the nation's expense. The shadow of collusion and the real investigation target. Lastly, the author suggests a reorientation of investigative focus. While whispers of collusion between Trump and Russia circulate, the author urges a pivot toward Hillary Clinton, positing that scrutiny of her engagements with Russia would be a far more justified pursuit. As we continue, what you'll uncover are insights into the motives and the moral fabric of Trump as painted by the author, perceptions that defy the mainstream narrative and call for a reassessment of the 45th president's legacy. Part 1. When the headlines become a battleground for truth and Trump. Time travel back a few decades, and you'd see Donald Trump as a media darling. His ventures, from gleaming towers to high-stake deals, were splashed across the front pages and featured in-depth within many a glossy magazine. In those days, journalistic integrity meant not just coverage that fed public curiosity, but also a commitment to balance and factual reporting even when the news wasn't in Trump's favor. Fast forward to the present, and, as painted by the author, the landscape has drastically altered. The rapport once shared between Trump and the media has soured, giving way to an environment where, the author asserts, falsehoods are not just occasional slip-ups, but part of a strategic onslaught aimed at undermining Trump's presidency. Imagine a game where the rules are tilted, the fake news awards, as conceptualized by Trump, spotlight such bias. Case in point, ABC's Brian Ross reported a story hinting at Trump's collusion with Russia based on unfounded allegations, marking a shift from due diligence to agenda-driven journalism. The author suggests that Ross' report represents a broader trend. Intelligent journalists, driven by partisan disdain, fumbling the ethics of their trade, Skeptical about media favoritism? The author nudges us towards hard data, revealing a stark disparity in coverage sentiment. A particular Pew Research Center study showcased an overwhelming skew in negative reporting on Trump compared to his predecessors, Obama and Bush, suggesting a deep-seated bias. It goes deeper than mere bias, however. It's also about the bottom line. News outlets have stumbled upon a gold mine, the Trump bump. The author cites instances of skyrocketing subscription numbers and record-breaking readership stats following Trump-centric negative reportage, leading to the conclusion that these media powerhouses are incentivized to perpetuate a narrative that not only maligns Trump, but also, crucially, boosts their profits. In conclusion, the author presents a scenario where journalistic integrity takes a backseat to partisan politics and profit margins, with Trump often in the crosshairs of this high-stakes battle over truth. Part 2. A Tale of Two Cities, Hollywood's Jewel Standards and Political Theater. Step behind the velvet curtains of Hollywood and you will find an industry ripe with contradictions, at least according to the author's depiction. The glitterati, those who bask in the glamorous limelight, have made it their mission to be vocal critics of Trump and his administration. Yet, 
the author challenges us to ponder the sincerity and selectivity of their outrage. Hollywood's elite, actors and comedians turned activists, voice their discontent with Trump at every turn. The likes of Sarah Silverman and Chelsea Handler have even put their careers on pause to dive into the political fray. The author encourages activism, but questions the balance. Why does Hollywood's uproar seem to crescendo only for Trump, while previous administrations' controversial actions were met with a hushed audience? During the Obama years, Hollywood played a different role, hosting fundraisers and backing the then-democratic president, even as some of his orders resulted in civilian casualties overseas and tens of millions of dollars supported the Palestinian Liberation Organization, according to the author. These actions, the author implies, went largely without the public disapproval of the Hollywood crusaders. Moreover, the convergence of Hollywood's A-listers and the Democratic Party has, the author suggests, thickened into a quagmire of hypocrisy. Take the example of Harvey Weinstein, a figure deeply entangled with the entertainment industry and democratic politics. His fall from grace amidst a scandal of sexual assault allegations triggered a slow and tepid response from political allies, exposing, in the author's eyes, an unsettling silence that contrasts sharply with the sanctimonious stance Hollywood often projects. Barack Obama, with significant campaign contributions from Weinstein, and Hillary Clinton, whose foundation benefited greatly from his largesse, were noted for their delayed denunciations. This belated condemnation, the author hints, is reminiscent of previous scandals involving Bill Clinton, where accusations from women were met with threats rather than support, and Hollywood's power brokers remained conspicuously silent. The author's narrative implies that Hollywood's high ground may not be as lofty as it seems. With declining box office numbers, the author posits that perhaps the real picture isn't as glossy as Hollywood would have us believe, casting a shadow on the industry's claimed intellect and moral compass. Perhaps the author muses the audience is tiring of the performance. Part 3. When Party Loyalty Falters, The Internal Republican Roadblocks to Trump's Vision The political landscape of Washington can be treacherous, and according to the author, Donald Trump's presidency has revealed just how faction-ridden it can be, even within his own party. The Democrats' tripartite loss in 2016 might have implied a smooth runway for Trump's policy initiatives. But the author introduces us to the concept of Renos, Republicans in name only, who, rather than presenting a united Republican front, seem to throw wrenches into the gears of Trump's machine. Take Trump's clarion call for a big, beautiful wall along the southern border. It was a marquee promise of his campaign. However, when it came down to turning this pledge into a funded reality, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell fell short. Vastly short, the author argues. The financial commitment to the wall was a fraction of what was anticipated and even came with strings attached that effectively restrained the type of wall Trump envisioned signaling a disconnect between the president and key Republican leaders. The travel ban presents another case where the author perceives Republican betrayal. Instead of rallying with Trump, McConnell assumed a position eerily aligned with liberal opponents. The author highlights this as perplexing given the lack of previous criticism when Obama tightened visa requirements for the same countries. This inconsistency, in the author's view, unveils the opportunistic nature of political support 
situational and fluctuating with the tides of public and personal power interests. The author paints a vivid picture of a Capitol Hill infested with swamp creatures, a place where long-time politicians grow roots in the murky waters of self-interest and personal gain, and where the inertia of the Senate stands in contrast to the more dynamically operating House. This Washingtonian species, the author suggests, exemplifies the antithesis of Trump's agenda, basking in the glow of haute cuisine instead of the sweat of hard labor for American voters. To the author, the true Washington divide isn't just a rift between red and blue, but a chasm between a president intent on draining the swamp and an entrenched political establishment across both parties that prioritizes personal aggrandizement over national interest. This scenario frames Trump as a lone warrior, battling not only against overt adversaries, but also against covert ones donning his party's colors. Part 4. A Nation's Dilemma. Distinguishing Legal Aspirations from Illegal Trespasses. Liberal pundits paint a portrait of President Donald Trump as an aggressor against the immigrant community, an image the author swiftly challenges. Far from an antagonist, Trump himself is entwined with the immigrant narrative through family and professional ties, surrounded by individuals who praise his leadership. The author's focus pivots to illegal immigration, a nuanced matter which, in Trump's eyes, is a source of genuine concern for many Americans. Upon taking center stage for his 2015 presidential bid, Trump didn't dodge the complex issue of illegal immigration. His sharp comments sent shockwaves through the media, perceived as an auger of an unsuccessful campaign. Yet, the author counters that it struck a different chord with the broader populace, one of relief and resonance, signaling that their unspoken worries were finally garnering a powerful champion. Particularly pressing to the author is the divisive subject of sanctuary cities. These urban refuges inhibit cooperation between local entities and immigration authorities, creating havens. Where, despite illegal status or criminal activity, individuals avoid federal scrutiny. The author argues that the chasm between Trump's straightforward approach to illegal immigration and the stance of establishment liberals crystallizes in these zones of contention. A human face to the travails of these policies is presented through the tragedy of Catherine Cathy Steinle, who, per the author's account, was fatally shot by Jose Inés García Zarate, a felon and illegal immigrant with prior deportations. The incident, set against the backdrop of San Francisco's sanctuary policies, casts a pall over the protective intent of such cities, instead suggesting a place where lawful citizens are left vulnerable. In the end, the author observes, Trump's discourse suggests a paradigm where Democrats prioritize protection for criminal immigrants over national welfare. This dichotomy underscores Trump's firmly enunciated priorities, safeguarding American citizens and upholding legal processes over shielding those who have transgressed America's borders. Part 5. The Shadow War. Trump versus the Deep State's Surreptitious Maneuvers. The president's mission to prioritize Americans and their interests is being met with formidable opposition, claims the author. Standing in Trump's way is the elusive deep state, a network entwined within the government's very fabric, comprised of career officials from law enforcement, intelligence, defense, 
and their allies, lobbyists, corporate entities, and the cohort of fake news media. The author believes this powerful assemblage has been seeking to derail Trump's presidency from its inception, thrusting the Trump administration into the tumultuous waters of the Mueller-led Russia investigation, a pursuit deemed a witch hunt by some. At the eye of this storm, according to the author, is the infamous Christopher Steele dossier, dripping with unverified claims and sensational assertions about Trump's connections to Russia. This controversial dossier, dismissed by the author as mere gossip, purportedly became the linchpin for the FBI's decision to seek surveillance on a Trump campaign associate, Carter Page. The underlying issue, as underscored by the author, is the omission of a critical detail in the FBI's request to the Secret Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, the dossier's financing by the Clinton campaign, and the Democratic National Committee, a fact that could have cast doubts on its veracity and, by extension, the legitimacy of the warrant. The author paints a chilling tableau, a scenario in which a domestic agency leans on a document paid for by political adversaries and crafted by a foreign former spy with cozy Kremlin ties to justify wiretapping a private American citizen involved in a presidential campaign. Yet the intrigue deepens. The author cites sources alleging the presence of an FBI informant within the Trump campaign, an insider allegedly placed without the Trump team's knowledge. The implications are staggering. Such an operation would have demanded authorization at the highest level of the Justice Department indicating either direct involvement from Obama's attorney general or a unilateral and unprecedented move by the FBI. In concluding the author's arguments, there looms the specter of unparalleled abuse of power, a political espionage saga that, if true, could overshadow any prior acts of governmental overreach in living memory. Part 6. The Relentless Search for Wrongdoing the Mueller investigation's fruitless quest. Imagine a time when fear and suspicion were so rampant that mere whispers could light the fires of persecution. This historical snapshot of witch hunts, with their baseless accusations and tragic outcomes, now finds its echo, according to the author, in the modern political odyssey of the Mueller investigation. Dubbed a witch hunt by the author, the Mueller inquiry is portrayed as orchestrating the downfall of Michael Flynn, a man once celebrated for his military valour, now burdened by the ignominious title of felon. The author avers that the accusations of treason that initially encircled Flynn, suggesting he engaged in illicit dialogues with Russian ambassador Sergei Kislyak, evaporated upon closer scrutiny. Instead, Flynn found himself entrapped not by grand acts of espionage, but by the murkier waters of truth-telling, or the lack thereof, to the FBI. Questions linger, fueled by the author's skepticism. Did Flynn truly lie, or was he coerced into a plea by legal expense and convenience? The narrative painted is one of a hero caught in a web of expediency, a casualty of the hunt, not for witches, but for any semblance of collusion. Paul Manafort, Trump's one-time campaign chairman, is also drawn into Mueller's vortex, yet, as the author points out, not for campaign collusion, but for his prior consulting work. The prosecutorial gaze fixed upon Manafort, the author argues, 
is not rooted in a quest for justice, but in the pursuit of a larger quarry, evidence to implicate Trump himself. The author cites a judge's candid remarks as proof of this ulterior motive, suggesting Manafort's predicament is merely a means to an end. Months into the investigation, with interviews conducted and the weight of federal power summoned, the author delivers a pronouncement, no evidence of collusion has emerged. In the eyes of the author, this underscores a stark reality, that the search may well be in vain since there is no misconduct to unearth. Part 7. Uranium. 1. Unraveling the undercurrents of a controversial deal. If you're harboring a belief in the FBI's unequivocal pursuit of impartial truth, the author challenges you to consider the complexities of the Uranium One controversy, an episode that threads together crooked Hillary, the Clinton Foundation, and Obama-era decision-making. The tale begins in 2010 when a Russian government entity, RM's Uranium, secured majority stakes in the Canadian firm Uranium One, which, crucially, owned mining rights to a fifth of the uranium resource pool within the United States. The deal naturally had to pass through the scrutiny of the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States, a process the author highlights as a missed opportunity for due diligence. Now we approach a crossroad of financial contributions and sequential approvals. As ARMZ inched towards deal closure, coinciding donations totaling $2.35 million streamed from Uranium One's chairman to the Clinton Foundation. Donations, the author notes, were not flagged to the Obama administration by then-Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. But the plot thickens. Bill Clinton receives half a million dollars for a speech in Moscow, courtesy of a Russian bank, around the time ARMZ formalized its intent to invest. The author proposes that these financial entanglements, paired with the Kremlin's ambitions, cast a shadow over the deal's integrity. Moreover, the FBI, aware of Russian efforts to manipulate the process, seems to have allowed whispers of bribery and kickbacks to fade into silence. A confidential informer possessed first-hand accounts, according to defense attorney Victoria Toensing, that suggested Russian machinations leveraged Clinton connections for strategic gain. Now juxtapose this, says the author, with the fervor driving the Trump-Russia collusion inquiries. There's a bewildering contrast in investigative energies, a relentless scrutinization of Trump next to a seemingly dormant stance on the Clinton-Russia ties. The author raises a critical question. If the FBI and the Department of Justice are so dedicated to revealing truth and righting wrongs, why does their zeal seem so one-sided and inconsistent? In essence, the Uranium One story unravels an intricate web of transactions and political maneuverings that the author sees as telling evidence of the FBI's misplaced or perhaps feigned priorities, suggesting an institution at odds with the very essence of what Trump's administration stands for. Part 8 the portrait of a man behind the presidency. Understanding Donald Trump beyond the headlines. The incessant drumbeat of the liberal media often casts the 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump, in a harsh and unrelenting light. Yet, the author presents an alternative perspective, one that reveals a man of empathy, devotion, and profound respect a stark counterimage to the one plastered across news feeds and talk shows. Through her personal lens, 
the author reflects on the fabric of Trump's character. She remembers moments like a flight on Trump's private jet, an instance where, despite facing a biting critique from a New York Times magazine piece, Trump's reaction showcased neither anger nor distress. Instead, he promptly turned his attention to his children, planning a simple outing to Kmart to fulfill their school needs. In these small, familial gestures, the author sees a down-to-earth man more invested in his loved ones than rattled by media scorn. She also recounts witnessing Trump's sensitive side through her conversations with General John Kelly, Trump's chief of staff. Kelly described a somber Memorial Day at Arlington National Cemetery, where Trump encountered families of fallen soldiers. The president was approached by grieving relatives, and he listened, genuinely and attentively, to the cherished memories they held of their loved ones. Furthermore, in moments of gravity, when informed of a military casualty, Trump is, in words relayed by Kelly, humbled into silence. The recurring question, why do they do this, echoes not as a critique, but as an expression of his deep respect for the ultimate sacrifice made by servicemen and women, a reverence so profound that it borders on incomprehension. Contrary to the often negative portrayal in the press, the author defends the notion that Trump remains deeply devoted to his vision of the nation, a vision underscored by a commitment to serving the American people and upholding the values he views as foundational to the country's success. This is the Trump that the author knows, a decent man, silent in his contemplation and motivated by a responsibility towards family and nation. The media may continue its narrative, the author implies, but those close to Trump bear witness to the humanity of a leader often shielded from public view. Part 9. Trump's Presidency. A Tale of Economic Uplift and International Strides. Consider the media landscape today. Glance through the newspapers, flip the news channel. You're met with tales of investigation after investigation each dissecting President Trump's every word and deed. But pause for a moment, urges the author, and shift your focus from the dizzying spin of political drama to tangible, measurable achievements, particularly in the realms of economy and foreign policy. Under Trump's watch, the author claims the economy isn't just stable, it's thriving. Jobs spring up like vibrant wildflowers, over three million new opportunities since his presidential ascent. A refreshing turn, she notes, where jobs are aplenty and unemployment becomes a dwindling memory, the lowest it has been in a long stretch of 17 years. But the economic vitality doesn't halt at job statistics. Despite the Federal Reserve's tighter grip on interest rates, the stock market finds itself buoyant, scaling a height of a 25% increase. And the tax cuts? Contrary to being cast as partisan handouts for the affluent, the author asserts they represent a boon to the archetypical American household, fostering an annual reprieve of over $2,000. Yet, the author is quick to point out that economic prowess isn't Trump's sole domain of success. Turning the lens to international affairs, what the author describes as miracles emerge. The question arises, what happened to ISIS? Once a foreboding shadow cast across global headlines, its presence, the author notes, 
has withered under Trump's robust strategy, a task she reminds us that eluded the previous administration. And then there's North Korea, a land dotted with nuclear uncertainties and volatile rhetorics. Under the previous watch, tragedies marred American spirits, as in the case of Otto Vormbier. But a paradigm shift is highlighted by the author. Trump, through a campaign of pressure and uncompromising stance, not only fostered the release of American captives, but also ignited negotiations and stymied weapons testing. Through these actions, the author poses a question to the listener. Between the labels of reckless and dangerous and the discernible fruits of diplomacy and pressure, who truly has achieved meaningful results? While the media may linger on tales of controversy and impeachment, the author drives home a narrative of undeniable triumphs. Trump, in her purview, stands as a president whose tenure is characterized by a blossoming economy and a deft hand in international matters, achievements she believes warrant recognition amid the clamor of political sensationalism. Final summary. Imagine an America where opportunity knocks at every door, where prosperity blooms, and a sense of security blankets the land. An America resurgent in the strength of its military and the fairness of its trade. This is the vision of the United States as championed by Donald Trump, depicted by the author as a beacon of hope amidst a storm of opposition. That idyllic future, however, is under siege, according to the author. Looming over it is the specter of the deep state, an amalgamation of long-term government agents, lobbyists, corporations, and a complicit lying media, all seemingly conspiring with liberal forces that undermine the noble quest to restore American grandeur. The author suggests that traitorous Republicans, the Renos, Republicans in name only, pose an equal threat, their weak resolve and muddied loyalties stalling the wheels of progress. As painted by the author, it is a critical moment, a juncture brimming with risk and possibility. With the country poised on the precipice of pivotal change, the author implores the necessity to confront and counter Trump's adversaries. It's not just a political battle. It's a crusade to safeguard the dream of a revitalized America, an endeavor she suggests is worthy of the nation's full, united commitment. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.